Hello everyone, I'm Pastor Jack Wilson and this is You Think? Today I want to talk about the subject When you can't win, he can. When you can't win, he can. In life, we all want to be winners. No one ever says, I want to be a loser. As we're growing up, hopefully, our parents are teaching us to compete for the prize, compete for the high grades, compete for sports greatness, maybe compete for the debate team, or perhaps you will te- you will uh, compete for the photography club. Whatever it is, we are taught to compete. They become great, especially if you're listening in America. America is a place of Greatness to become great. That is most people's uh, desire to acquire wealth and be prosperous. Paul also had that desire. For we are the circumcision, he said, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. That seems to go against. Uh, Competing in the, in the flesh. Though I might have also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he had wherewith, he might trust in the flesh. I more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, presenting the church. Touching the righteousness which is in the uh, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Paul was the top of the top, yet he realized that he lacked the greatest possession. Think about that. Paul had every advantage. He grew up in a good home, he grew up with good teachers, he grew up with money, he grew up with power, he grew up with fame, he grew up with all these things. And yet, his life was worthless. Now we have to re-look on the things that we possess, the things that we are going for, and find out, is this what I really want? Philippians 3, 7 says, But what things were gained to me, these I count for loss. Because of Christ. Yea, doubtless, And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but, what's that? Dung. You know what dung is, right? That I may win Christ. Listen, listen, I I don't believe Paul thought he was the greatest. He thought he was perfect. He thought he was the winner of the faith for the Jewish people. And as he went on, he realized that all this stuff was worthless. Worthless. How about you? What are you doing today? Are you following Jesus Christ? Or are you following your desires? Because your desires come from worldliness. Con, what is it? Connie. Connie, which means meat. 
you know meat carne which is meat which means of the flesh you're thinking of the flesh but Paul realized that he needed to turn his attentions to that of the spiritual Philippians 3.13 says brethren I count my, not myself to have apprehended to made it but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I what? I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ think about that everything that Paul had he put behind him because he said that wasn't the thing to go for he pressed on to the mark of the high calling Paul as I said was top of the top yet his greatest lack was God and after he met God on the road to Damascus he was obsessed with knowing him more imagine meeting someone like Bill Gates and he saying his greatest thing he is doing in his life is seeking Jesus now we know he does not know him but putting seeking Jesus in front of great wealth that's wonderful I used to dislike Manny Pacquiao I knew he cheated on his wife and would go into the ring and make the sign of the cross all he did was to pursue his desires his fame his fortune and his females the three F's he shoved the sign of the cross to make it look good now he says there is no other but Christ of all he has obtained none of it compares to what he has with Christ nice story it's true Manny Pacquiao is a believer in Jesus Christ now let's turn to the church what is your greatest possession huh what empowers you what empowers you? Is it your salary? Is it the hope of wealth? Is it your children? Your things? Maybe you have boats. Maybe you have hunting rifles. Maybe you have a big house. What is your hope? Or is it God? Paul says, Philippians 3.17 Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk walk so as you have us for an example Paul did not say be ye followers of Billy Graham or Charles Stanley he said be ye followers of me why because Paul was our example from time to time people can change but Paul's example is always the same for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction whose God is their belly and whose glory is their shame who mind earthly things ask yourself what is my focus is Jesus the end all and be all to my life? Do I look to him for all answers? If not, you are an empty, you are an enemy of the cross of Christ. This is our hope. 
For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look to the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Those who put their trust in him for everything have this promise. There are many Christians out there who sit on the fence. You know what I mean by sitting on the fence? They may spend uh, all their time working. And yet the Bible says, don't be a fool. Don't work late into the night for personal gain. Don't you know that God can bless you even in your sleep? In other words, God is the one who will give you what you need. Now, he wants you to work. Why? Because that's a discipline he gives you to do. But he doesn't want you to work so many hours that you can't go with your family, that you can't study his word, that you can't worship him in church, that, that you can't do all the good things that he's called you to do. Go out there, work your eight or ten hours a day, and that's it. And go home and love your, your family and, and teach them about God. Let me tell you something. So many of you are in the middle. So many of you have a lot of money, and maybe you have a nice brand new car and a great boat or, or own your own home. And you don't think of anyone else. You don't think of that missionary who's out there uh, trying to win souls for Christ and trying to uh, better their lives so they could be servants to show others to Christ. You don't worry about those pastors out there. Uh, I'm not talking about pastors in, in these nice neighborhoods. I'm talking about pastors in these little towns that they can't afford to pay their pastor. And you could have supplemented his income. You don't care about that because you need that boat and you need that brand new car and you need everything. You want to send your kids to the best schools on earth. Send them to Harvard. Send them to Princeton. Send them to Yale because they're all teaching about the devil today. They're not teaching about how great God was. These schools at one time were schools to train ministers. Now they're there to train evil. You want a good school? Go to your local Christian college and check them out. That's where you want to send your children. Let me tell you something. You think your goal is for your kids to work on the stock market or be a politician? <coughs> Excuse me. No, that shouldn't be your goal. Your goal should be that your children know Jesus Christ with all their heart and love him and want to serve him. Because you know why? If they love him and serve him, he is going to put them on the track to where he wants them to be. And they will have the most fulfilled lives that they could possibly have. What are you doing with your kids? What are you training your kids for? I could relate to you miracle after miracle after miracle. And you think, well, he didn't get a Rolls Royce. He didn't get a brand new house. Uh, no, that's not what it's about. Here's a story I heard. I don't know if it's true, but I believe it's true. Uh, 
there was a, a church that was putting together these little boxes to send to Belize. And uh, one of the people who got one of these little these shoe boxes, they have little gifts for Christmas. One of the, the men who got a box wrote back and said, I can't believe this. How did you know what my prescription was for my eyeglasses? You see, I lost my eyeglasses a little while back. And I prayed to God that I can get another pair because I had no money for it. And when I opened up the box and I saw those glasses and I put them on and they were perfect. How did you know? Well, of course, what probably happened was the man packing the box leaned over the box, dropped the glasses in and packed it up. He never knew he was giving it to him, but God knew he was giving it to him. That's a miracle. How many times did I need money and say, God, I'm broke. What can you do for me? And the next day a check would come or somebody would hand me cash. Not that God is going to give you a million dollars or a billion dollars, but he's going to fulfill your needs. If you're on a desert island and all of a sudden you see this box floating to shore and you open it up and it's filled with cash, what does that matter to you? You need food. God gives you what you need. God gives you what you can use for his purpose at that time. Have you ever seen that happen in your life? Believe me, it's a miracle that only God can do. So now you have to decide. You have to decide what you're going to do. And the first thing, if I were you, if you're a Christian, Bow down and say to God, God, what would you like me to do? Please direct my paths. And guess what? He will. If you're serious, he will direct your path. And then all of a sudden, uh, something will come up to lead you in this direction. Uh, you have the ability to work at this program or this job or whatever it is. And, you know, he could be leading you to make money too. But don't forget when you make that money. God wants you to give it out. The Bible says God made Moses a blessing so he could be a blessing. You get that? Moses was a rich man. And with his riches, he gave to others. He helped others. What about you? What are you doing? Are you helping others? Are you causing the cycle of Christ to continue? Or are you furthering your own cycle? Folks, I pray today that you will know the love, the power, the glory, the honor of serving Jesus Christ. There is no better feeling. You could bring home the biggest paycheck. Jesus Christ beats it 100%. Lord, talk to these people today and let them know who you are, where you want them to go, how their lives can be totally fulfilled. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. If you have something to say about today or any day, uh, you can email me at 7101 at usa.net. That's 7101 at usa.net. Now, until then, next week, God bless you. Bye.